back, baby. Is that a good one? Is he acceptable? Yeah. Yeah, right. he's acceptable. Now, I will say, I will admit, though, I feel like it lacked a little bit of energy. Just a little. Yeah, it did. It seemed like it I was did. trying to force it, and it still wasn't working. It still wasn't Yeah, well, you got it. Well, you have to get your wheels back under you. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, damn. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a minute. Last one was in November. Shit. Lots happened since then. Mm-hmm. Big things. I guess we should start with the, the main thing. Uh, no. No? No. Okay. No, All we right. should build up to it. We'll build up to it. So, yeah, that, then you started off. Catch us up. Okay, let's catch people up. Let's see. Um, for me, I just I, I gambled today and won money. You're not supposed to start from today. I, just, I specifically said build up to it. You're supposed to go in chronological order. Okay. You're starting from today? But if I do in chronological order, that's kind of the first thing. That, like... That's not the first thing. You don't understand what chronological order means. You're supposed to go in order of the events that happened. In the order that they took place. Okay, so let's see. The last time we would have recorded... It was okay. in November. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, Thanksgiving passed. Yep. I slapped somebody up accidentally. I mean, I had to. Okay, how was the little... You can't just... The homeless dude, remember? No, I don't remember. Let's speak on that. Even if I do remember. Okay, well, I gotta let That's the point of this. You're really rusty. Let's see. If you don't know this about me already, in my past, I had to slap up a homeless dude who charged me, um, delivered about five heavy body blows, and he scurried away. Well, and don't, don't, don't get this... You know, don't get it twisted. I don't like putting harm on homeless guys. It's not like, it's not like, it's not a fetish. But, um, it happened again. I was leaving late from, uh, where was I leaving from? That was from work. Yeah, I was leaving from work. Our back door opens. We have a back door from the kitchen that leads directly to the dumpsters. And when I stepped outside to lock the door, I noticed in the distance, there's a homeless dude. He immediately stood up and he started looking at me. But he was like, he was like playing it cool. So I'm throwing the trash out, but I'm keeping an eye on him. And I'm thinking, I think he's going to try and run into the kitchen. Oh, and really? Yeah, I think he's trying to get inside. He might want to steal some food or something. And if that happens, I feel like if that happens on me, on my like watch per se, they're going to be pretty mad. So I'm going to keep an eye on him. And as I'm coming back with trash cans, I told you this. I really didn't see I that. I definitely don't remember this. He charged me and I had trash cans in my hands. I was like, do I abandon these? Do I use them like in a Jackie Chan type fashion? You're just going to clap him with some... Oh, I could have. Pretty light trash. Well, garbage cans? <laughs> they are heavy, <laughs> but not for me. Um, large. But I was like, okay, I'm definitely not about to fight this man with two trash cans. So I slid one from behind me and I kept the other one in front of me and I pushed that at him full speed. And I wanted to see how he was going to react to it. So you um, did use it like Jackie Chan. That sounds kind of exactly of. like Jackie Chan. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe you could compare it slightly to Jackie Chan. I pushed it at him, and because he was, like, picking up speed, like, I'm pretty sure he's about to attempt. I don't know what he was going to attempt, but I know he was, he was building up his speed. Uh, it hit him, like, directly. Like, he almost fell over it. It hit him in the gut, and he almost, like, fell over mm-hmm. it. And I knew I had him off of his balance. And I didn't want to have to beat him up because, you know, 
I'm also at work. I don't want homeless man hands. And like I can wash my hands, but I don't want to have to. <laughs> well, you have to anyway. You because of the trash. Garbage. But he looks pretty. He's one of the dirty, pretty dirty homeless dudes. Like I'm gonna get some grime on my hands. It's done a level of dirt. But yeah, you're right. I would have cleaned my hands, so I pushed them off on the sidewalk because it was like the area back here where the trash can was had a big drop off to where from sidewalk to floor. I stiff armed him off because he was disoriented by the trash can. Stiff armed him off, but he kind of caught himself. He landed on his leg, and I was pretty mad because I had my, my smock on and I had my nice shirt underneath because I didn't bring my work shirt. So I had a nice black shirt on. I think it's Haynes. Um, he popped like his leg bounced up he came back up and he grabbed me I was so oh, mad man. <laughs> I was so mad man. and I had to maybe I acted in the moment maybe I shouldn't have went this, this far loaded him up with some body shots once again um, well different guy but once again I had to unleash the body blows I'm convinced I was yeah, pretty good body warming blows. up his ribs yeah but uh, this guy was a little more durable he was a little bigger a little thicker I realized at that moment, all right, this is now going to become a scuffle. I need to nip this in the bud. Like, he's eating these body shots just a little bit. And I, that's when I took it upstairs. And I delivered about the time, time to finish this. <laughs> I'd say two to three uppercuts. And um, when I uppercut him the first time, I'm pretty sure it, like, woke him up to, oh, wow, this dude has power and he's not hitting me in the body anymore. He's blasting me in the head. And the second one... Rocked him. I could see his eyes like they went back a little bit. And I wasn't gonna do the third one, but he stepped on my foot like as a last ditch effort. He stomped my toes. And I blasted him with the third one. And I went back inside extra fast because I really I remember there was cameras out there. So I think I may have knocked him out on camera. I don't know if that's gonna be cool because the building I work in is located right by our corporate office. So that was a pretty risky move. I don't know if they caught that. No one ever said anything to me. Yeah, pieced them, went back inside, closed the door back. That's wow. At the end of the day, I definitely, you definitely didn't tell me this. Nah, I would have remembered this. That's why you were making I me certainly joke that I'm the homeless beater. You and Jordan were calling me that. You're such a homeless beater. Like, yeah, how could you ever deny it? I think anyone would be if they got caught in the situation where you're being attacked by homeless beater. Alright, fine. You just beat it. up homeless people. Once again, not for any pleasure. I can't no let you can't challenge me. No, you do it though. It's like your role. My role? Your role in society is just to keep homeless people in their place. Like, hey, don't get don't get any ideas. I am hoping that's the don't last time that happens though. That you can try to run up in here because I'll <laughs> knock your ass out. On camera, off camera. I don't really care. Groceries in my hands, I'll no do problem. it. <laughs> Work uniform on, no problem. Uh, that's what you do. That's what you are. You're the homeless beater. But yeah, I'm hoping that's the last time that happens because one. They should be hoping it's the last time that. it happens. I don't want to gain that rep, and also, I feel like that's not impressive. Like, oh yeah, who have you been? You've been in fights, or you've been yeah homeless dudes. That's true. You can't be homeless dudes. You can't tell people that you've been in fights because yeah. I, no one's going to respect not you ones. for beating up homeless Yeah, people. at least not. I can't tell about those fights. Leave those out. But yeah, so there's that, unfortunately. Um, I, can't, I feel like I can't recount the events. Okay, Christmas when, did also that passed. when did that happen? That happened before Christmas? Oh, November. Oh, okay, yeah. that happened before Christmas. So before it was a quick knockout for the holidays. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if I 
told him about this, and he really cares. But um, when I left my like when I left my job recently, they were withholding money from me. Uh, I got that money. <laughs> they, yeah, they gave me okay. that money. Straighten right. that out. See why you're proud of that. Yeah, uh, they out there. It's gonna get over with me. So then let's fast forward. How was your Christmas? <sighs> Substandard. A little less than I expected, actually. I feel like I didn't get all the desserts I wanted, all the food I wanted. Very few of the gifts I wanted. <laughs> um, Did you get gifts? <laughs> I got a $20 gift card. Okay. I got some body wash. That's um, cool. That means you stay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually bought my own Christmas gifts this year. I got 2K19, Madden 19, and Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Those, those are pretty nice. Yeah. I also hooked it up with pipe. Yeah. Um, how was your New Year? Your New Year's celebration? Oh, that's the perfect place to jump, I guess. Well, let's see. uh, Was that New Year's or like right before New Year's when I clapped cheeks? When I was clapping those cheeks. Um, That's well after the New Year. So you're jumping pretty far away. Yeah, it was. No. No, it definitely was. It definitely was. Well after? Well after. Like a couple weeks in. Yep. So then go ahead and jump to that then since you seem so excited. Well, we'll just... <laughs> just for clarity, pretty uneventful New Year. No celebration. Wasn't all that. Wasn't really all that. I had some revelations and I set my goals. That's pretty much what I did. That's about it. And I drank more than I probably should have. Alright. Now... So basically what you're saying is the year didn't start <laughs> until I beat them cheeks. Until you were clapping cheeks. Yep, till I loosened the walls. Alright, so let's hear it. Alright. Um, now, the, the, the goal to close last year was to clap those cheeks. You know, that had been the goal. Now, what you're telling me is that I didn't meet that goal. In you my didn't. mind... You didn't. Whether I did or didn't, in my mind, can't erase that goal for me. I did it. I did. I feel like it's within the deadline. I did it within the deadline. Like, New Year, and if you can't, this is the deadline. So, I'm counting it. Um, goal achieved. Let's see. Uh, I, had to, I had to get back in contact with a girl who I knew from high school who wasn't feeling me back then. Well, claims wasn't feeling me back then. Um, I, I, she wasn't feeling me. What could I do? Yeah. But, Mike Jones. she reached out to me. Back then, she didn't want me. <laughs> now I'm hot. They all know me. Um, so what can I do but oblige when she hit me up on Snapchat and was like, hey, long time no see. We went to school together, remember? I was like, yep. What a surprise. They always come crawling back. Um, and first she told me she was trying to slide. Then we set it up. And I was like, bet. Come through. I don't know why you were playing in the first place. And we all know what was, what was really real. Um, it was raining. She popped up. And I was like, hey. Let's smoke a bowl or two. Right. Smoke, smoky. Smoked bowl. And she went, she's like that. She's like, hey, uh, let's smash. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Now explain why this is important. Why this is a meaningful event. Oh, why is this a meaningful event? Because I kind of, let's say, it was the bar I broke the bar like she thought she got away with like friend zoning me nah cross it off not friend zoned 
broke the barrier, broke the threshold. Got you. Okay, so yeah, so that's the reason this is a meaningful event is because you you broke the friend zone. Yeah, it was like, oh, nah, but I won't stand for that. <laughs> it's uh, like yeah, you were banished to the friend zone and you just found your way out. It was like through the long game. And I believe Dark Knight when Batman gets dropped into that hole. Yeah, that whole friend zone, <laughs> I fully got out of it. I easily got out of it. Took the long game. I had to wait. No, you took the you took the Batman up, route. Built up the athleticism. You took the Bruce yep. Wayne route. Yep. You had to slowly build up the athleticism, the strength. Yep. First, you had to rehab your back. Kind of did. Kind of did. But yeah, so we cut we. Ended the year basically, we'll say, or began the year by clapping those. Yeah, cheeks. you. Yeah, you began the year. The began year, the year, fine. The last year was over. Two thousand eighteen. Oh, man, was I over. really don't feel like that's. Definitely was, Sean. I can guarantee yeah. you, I have receipts, of text <laughs> messages. Uh, okay, see. so that happened in January. Now. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Because you're kind of going the long way around. But all the while, in the past, what has this been? Two months? Mm-hmm. Almost three now, actually. There's been some news. Some revelations. That we have been trying to uh, figure out. Yeah. One of the main reasons that we haven't made a podcast in the last couple of months is because. Do you want you want to say it, Sean? No, I'm interested to see how you were gonna say it, how you were gonna pose that, how you're gonna let the people know. Sean, aka, wet legs, Mister Wet Legs. You gotta say Mister for respect. All right, I you're you're the Mister. That feel like that's a little bit more appeal. Mr. Wet Legs? Yeah. Like, that's all you needed? Was Mr.? Yeah, I think the, wow. the formalness of it is a little better. Well, yeah. Mr. Wet Legs himself is leaving. He's leaving painfully tight, but more importantly, he's leaving my life. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, we can't paint that picture of our, of our relationship, of the bond we share. Yeah. But... It's kind of like we said earlier. Imagine, imagine that episode where yeah. SpongeBob very selfishly, <laughs> very selfishly, for me, it's more important that you're leaving my life. But to people who listen to this podcast, it's more important to them that you're leaving the podcast. Yes, yeah. Which, because in our what we've done like a good ten. Episodes? Like 15 episodes. 15 episodes, yeah. really? I'm pretty sure. Damn. <laughs> well, in our 10 to 15 episodes, I feel like they got they got used to you. Yeah. You know? And even though I feel like I wasn't as in on the on the user feedback, I was, I was growing to like those people. <laughs> growing to like those viewers. But, yeah, Sean is leaving. He's moving out of state. So he's not going to be on the podcast regularly anymore. But he's going to make returns. Mm-hmm. He's going to make returns sometimes. But that's as far as I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell his business. Sean, enlighten him at least. All Explain right. 
why you're leaving. Well, although me and y'all haven't heard my music, um, I am a musician. I do write music. That is what I'm aspiring to do. And I'm moving to the A. The dirty dirty, if you will. <laughs> to pursue um, my music career. But also, um, I'm moving there for... Um, like, like living purposes. Just because that's... I'm hoping that it will work out financially for me saving and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the main reason I'm going to the A. So he's leaving, music. he's leaving to pursue something, to mm-hmm. pursue success. He's been doing all these, he's been promoting all these Black Cash songs and his, his SoundCloud and all this, but he's going to Atlanta to really give it a shot. So he's leaving. This is his last episode. That's, that is what we're returning to you with. We're returning to you with, with the bomb. news of he's gone. <laughs> Unless he's leaving. You know. Unless they didn't really care. You're like, you're the sauce of the show. I'm like, all right, okay. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, I had to consider that. What if, what if they're like, this is what you were holding out for? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're still going to be here, right? All right, it's fine. As <laughs> long as we know you're here, you could have been recording. We missed the two months of this. <laughs> but no, nah, you're going to be missed. To some degree. <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> um, but in that time that's passed, a lot has happened with me as well. Oh, yeah. I was throwing these people me. in, man. So as we record this podcast, we're no longer sitting in my car. We're sitting in the living room of my apartment. Because <laughs> I have my own apartment now. That's a, land, that's a milestone. Which is doubling as the studio this yeah. is gonna be the studio <laughs> but um see you in the hood <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm living in a pretty crazy area there's a lot of crazy people around this area just bought a knife today for that reason yeah. I'll be buying a gun tomorrow <laughs> I'll be buying... let's go a little bit of get out vibe yeah there's strong get out vibes <laughs> so definitely be on the lookout you might I might need someone to come save I might need some help I might yeah I'm gonna need some assistance <laughs> I feel like I'm you gonna card brothers for I'm assistance gonna hold I'm gonna try and deny it until it's too late I'm gonna be just like the guy in Get Out who knew there was something weird but kept denying yeah. it until <laughs> it was too late that's how it feels but yeah I've moved into my own apartment oh yeah I'm not a Wait, take that back. I was about to say I'm not a in deep with the law anymore. I wasn't in deep with the law, but as of you just, just did like last in. week, I'm back in dirty with the law again. Are you gonna be light skin DMX? Is that gonna be? Yeah, your... I was thinking about that. I think I'm gonna be DMX. Wow. DMX just got out of prison though. DMX just got out of prison. You know who didn't? You think he's safe? You think he'll stay? You know who's out here snitching? <laughs> nah, well, he's like, about to get out too because the snitching. You gonna get Takashi Six Nine? Okay, well, you want just talk about that real quick? Takashi Six Nine. Shortly. But look, but look, he's not. He's getting his sentence shortened. I know that's the point. He but was facing in order to cooperate them. That also means he has to agree. He has to admit that yeah, I'm in the game. Yeah, but he cut a yeah, deal with the feds. 
to say that, okay, if you admit to these things, if you admit that you're part in these things, it'll allow us to get other people. So we'll cut you loose. He'll be out within two years. Oh, not within two. I bet. You'll probably okay, be looking five. at more like 10 to 5. Or 5 to 10. Yeah, okay, 5. I don't know. He, he did a lot of snitching. Damn. He did a lot of snitching. He did a lot. I don't think I had those details. <laughs> he did a lot of snitching and he got money. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know these helps. He, he'll but, probably um, be out. I didn't expect it to because I was following it. And uh, like I feel like the first time they asked him, they reported, they reported him on like CNN or something like that. And he was like, he was sitting there looking all mad. He's like, he won't snitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's easy to talk. Oh, yeah, from no, out I'm, here. Not, I'm not judging at all. And I'm not saying I would I snitch, will give but credit because he spent, he spent a little bit in there. He's been in for a minute. And I yeah. think he probably got his butt touched a little bit. Ooh. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to have to speak up. I think I'm going to have to speak up. I think there's, it might be about, Balls deep. Uh, I think they might have been balls deep. Ooh. I think Ooh. they might have got balls deep, and that's what pushed him over the edge. And he was like, I got to say something. I got to say something. I got to say something. He he portrays himself as hard, but I don't think it took that much to push him over the edge. He was like, you know what? Those are my dudes. Those are my dogs. But it's getting tough in here. <laughs> People's yeah, scary. I'm, I'm not saying that that's... I'm saying that regardless of if that's what pushed him over the edge or not, I believe that's what happened. Oh. Yeah, I think someone might have got balls deep. He got, mm, man. I have sympathy yeah. for that. I, don't, those I wish that upon no man. <laughs> and if that did happen, then... That's yeah, what I can kind of understand. Yeah. You don't know what happened to me in there, dog. <laughs> He, I think he might have thought going in, like, worst comes to worst, I'm the top. <laughs> Things get real bad, I'm putting in the nigga's booty. That's probably what he was thinking. But to his surprise, he got that Ving Rhames treatment. <laughs> yeah. That Pulp Fiction Ving Rhames treatment. Yeah, he, uh, he got put down. Damn. They were putting him down. They are putting it down. Putting it down. Unwillingly, he's picking it up. <laughs> he's picking up what they're putting down. Man. They're well, busting I'm down. I'm sorry, though. So, you got your apartment. Oh. You're still got your feet back wet with the law. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, you know, Ryan I'm still wanted. Dead or alive, like the song. <laughs> um, that's, oh, I've been training again. Yup. I was hoping he was going to bring that Yeah, up. started training again. Mm-hmm. Getting fit, getting in shape, getting ready to fight. Looking good. You're Thanks, Thanks good. brother. Um, so, yeah. I think I told you this, but maybe I didn't. I'm planning to fight pretty soon, actually. Like, this month. Ooh. Yeah. So, there will most likely be... I gotta get the schedule. There's, I'm pretty sure there's a... A tournament, mm-hmm. a Muay Thai tournament. I'll be competing in that. Nice. Y'all yeah. hearing it live? Yeah. Well, they're hearing it live, and that's all they're gonna hear because it's not that big of a deal. It's pretty small time. But at least they know if they want to show some support, you ain't paid. Do that. Yeah, it's pretty small time. 
anyway, though, that's pretty much all that's going on with me. Okay, all right. Um, but we got to really make this memorable. Mm-hmm. We got to make this something worth looking back on. Because this is your last episode. Yeah. So what are you going to give us? You got to give us something. I'm not saying it has to be right now. I'm just saying. You got to give us something before this episode is up. Oh, you're going you're gonna to wrap us out one last time, right? You got to wrap us out one last time. All right. I actually, actually, I believe I wrote something for this. Oh, wow. Now, I just want to, I want to give the listeners a little bit of a, a peek into my side of this. I'm very sad. I'm very sad. I'm actually I'm going through some sadness right now just just accepting it. Cuz I've grown up. Are you drunk right now? I've drunk yeah, that's is I'm about it's about to be Marvin's room on a regular <laughs> basis. I'm going to be listening to Marvin's room. That's a pretty sad picture you're painting there, buddy. Yeah, if you get a phone call at like 1:30 in the morning, <laughs> You know what it's about to be. It's about to be Marvin's room. Bro, if you pick up singing on me... No, no. I'm just going to be playing it into the phone. Boy. You're going to answer the phone and it's just going to be Drake. Because, like, what's the point of me saying how I feel when Drake has Drake it perfectly... It yeah, he can perfectly explain how I feel in this song. That's, that's kind of what I meant earlier. They don't, they don't understand the bond. I don't understand what this that this is a pretty significant Yeah, it's bigger than a podcast. But yeah. with that being said, you're about to be successful. I'm about to be successful. Yeah, it's, the it's podcast gonna be, is gonna be successful. It's, it's still gonna be here. Yeah. We'll be able, I think mark this as the moment you can look back on is this is when everything was like everything changed. Everything was like, ooh, this is just what they need to to get on get things rolling. Yeah. But aside from us Outside of us, a lot of stuff has happened since the last one we recorded. The The last times we were recording, we were trying to, like, you know, stay up on current events yeah, and things. Yeah. Completely lost that because we stopped, we didn't do episodes for, like, two months. But in that time, uh, a lot of things have happened sports-wise, news-wise, entertainment-wise. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl is this... Super Bowl's tomorrow. Now, by the time by the time this, yeah, we should. Yeah, I want to mention R. Kelly. Uh, Wait, you said tomorrow, like from when we're recording this right now, the Super Bowl's tomorrow. We're this is Saturday, tomorrow Sunday. By the time this episode, it's happening today. Like, oh, yeah, it's like one in the morning we're recording this. It's Saturday night for most people. Most people consider it Saturday night still. But anyway, the Super Bowl's tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, the Super Bowl will probably be over. But what are your uh, what's your pick in the Super Bowl? Oh, I have the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is the situation you're expecting. Like Rams are good. I'm not saying anything about that at all. But there's something about it's like it's like the Patriots have a, a booster when it comes to when it comes to playing them in the Super Bowl. Or in this time of year, you know, they have a booster. Now I can't say that. Well, they lost last year. Eagles, yeah. When you look at when you look at the Eagles, I could I couldn't say that. But normally, 
it's a pretty big feat. It's like putting on Legend difficulty and turning up all the, the CPU sliders in their advantage. Because really, they come Patriots come pretty hard during the Super Bowl. Because they, I don't think, I can't remember a Super Bowl that they have dominated in. They don't dominate. That's not what yeah. They do. But they know all the antics. They know how the game goes. They know how to keep things in their favor longer. I gotta be honest with you. I think it's Tom. It's not the Patriots. It's Tom. Most of those Super Bowl victories, they've come back. And it wasn't they coming back. It was Tom coming back. They've Almost all of the the Super Bowl victories that they have have been comeback victories. I see a good amount of them, but... You, I feel like it's if when it's whenever it's not a comeback, it's also man these these fucking random antics keep lining up in their favor. They know how to play the game. They know the little things here and there, catching people off sides, little things here and there, like lulling you in different ways so they can cut a big play later on. And you're like, fuck. They just had this, there's too much experience. Their system is a really good system for times like we need to, we need to throw someone off. So is that what you're? And I mean, I part of that I is guess. part of that is Bill. You look at when they beat the Atlanta Falcons. They didn't really beat the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons beat themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it does. It's you can't take credit away from Tom to, to come back from twenty eight to three. Yeah, he that was him. He had to do that, but he couldn't have done that on his own. That was with the help of the Atlanta Falcons yeah. just collapsing. Collapsing. The defense just died. The defense was great in the first half. Second half, all of them were gassed out. That's the type of performance I, I tried to wipe from my mind. Cause I was like, nah, come on now. That's nah. That's not even, that's pretty shameful. That didn't look, but that, my point of it is, of saying that is that the Patriots didn't look very impressive. They didn't look like they were having things in their favor. It didn't look like they were... I'm not saying they were like that. losing like, the like game. ref calls, I'm saying they know strategically... Strategically... How to play the game in a way that's like... Man, even though this is close, even though I might be ahead in the lead, they know how to put themselves back in line with little strategic things here and there. I think that's normally Bill. Yeah, but that that's how they always are. Yeah. Your point I'm your saying, point starting off is that they have some sort of special advantage in Super Bowl games. My point is that not really. They their Super Bowl games are kinda like their other games. <laughs> They're normally they look more strategically sound during regular season because when it starts getting to the Super Bowl, for whatever reason, they don't do as well. They normally have to come back. When you watch them throughout the regular season, they're normally a dominant team. Playoffs, dominant. Super Bowl, their games are competitive. They normally have well-competitive games against the Super Bowl teams. Anyway, though, regardless of any of that, I just want to know your pick. My pick is obviously not the Patriots. It's the Rams. I choose the Rams because they're the better team. (laughs) Like, talent-wise, they're the better team. They have a stronger defense. They got a pretty high-powered offense, as they've shown all year long. How, and and, and they, they're the, I'm predicting that they're going to have 
a stronger fan presence. Stronger fan presence. The Super Bowl is going to be in Atlanta. And as we just mentioned, the Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons just two years ago in the Super Bowl. I have a feeling that that wound is still fresh and that the Atlanta fans that are there for that one day are going to be Rams fans. Because whenever the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, whoever they're going against, pretty much the rest of the country becomes a fan of that team just for that day. I don't think that'll matter too much, though, because at this point, they've been the villains, and Tom and them as a team are, I feel like, pretty good at playing through it. Yeah, but it's it's small disadvantages like that matter more when you're going against a team like the Rams. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. But at the same time, if I might argue, I don't know if you agree with this, I'd say... Chiefs are just as good as Rams. And the Patriots beat them Chiefs. I would say that the Rams are better. But the and the Patriots barely scraped by. Barely scraped by, yeah. But so they, that's, they that's scraped by. <laughs> yeah, they barely scraped by the Chiefs who aren't as good as the Rams. And I mean, yeah, Jared Goff has more experience than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Rams arguably has a better defense. More than arguably. Chiefs defense is kind of... Yeah, kind of they kind of proved. Yeah, I uh, should have said arguably, but... I don't know. I don't think they possess what it takes. It, like, in, for situational experience. They're pretty... Um, the team well, that makes sense. Been put together pretty That's the, the one thing that I've been able to agree with that you said is experience-wise. Yeah, they are a, a less... The, the players on that team haven't always been su- on, like been successful. And haven't been together that long. Like, pretty sure it's good amount of new additions on that team. Now, obviously, they've made it this far, so they've got chemistry, they've got skill. But I'm, I'm looking at the Patriots. That's, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I feel, I just feel like you, you're probably not alone in your prediction, but I think it's because most people over these years of this Patriots dynasty have just, they don't judge the Patriots the way they judge other teams. Other teams are judged season to season. The team they were last year, we don't judge them by that this year. We judge them by the team that they put on the field this season. And the Patriots have gotten a pass from that. The Patriots aren't treated that way. The Patriots are always just the Patriots because when people talk about the Patriots, they're really talking about Tom Brady. So as long as he's on the field, it's the same team in people's mm-hmm. mind. It doesn't matter. And to a degree, they're right to think that way because if he's on the field, he's shown, even at 40 years old, if he's on the field, they're a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who else is on the squad. But you got to look at it. You got to look at them like you look at any other team. The team they are this year isn't the team that they were last year. Isn't the team that they were when they beat the Falcons. Isn't the team that they were when they beat the Seahawks. This team is a significantly different team because this team 
is probably the least complete team that Coach Bilicek has put on the field in this dynasty. This is the least complete one. It, yeah. It's missing so much. The fact that they're in the Super Bowl is quite the accomplishment. Because they were not the best team. The, the best team, we all know the best team doesn't always win. We all know that. Yeah. But in their playoff run, were they, my question is, were they ever the better team on the field? When they, when they beat the Chiefs, were they the better team? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Who they beat before that? The Chargers? Were they the better team against the Chargers? Mm-mm. They weren't. Nope. So they're kind of fooling people because they're they keep winning. They just keep winning, and it keeps making you think that if you look at it from black and white, okay, may the better man win. Whoever wins, that's the better team. That's not the case. They're not the better team. They're finding ways to win. You don't have to be the better team to win a football game. And they know that. And they're finding ways to win football games, not to compete with other rosters. So when you look at their squad, and you can easily say that they're not, they haven't been the better team in a lot of the wins that they've gotten, a lot of the big wins that they've gotten this season. Why would you have such a strong prediction, such a strong belief in the Patriots? It's not because it's not because the team; it's because of Tom. But I think we've seen in recent years that Tom can only do so much. His back is tired because he's been carrying this franchise for a minute. Yeah. But I guess what I'm looking at is, I feel like as you said before that. I guess part of the illusion that's being put over me is that the Patriots have never been that strong a team. They've been more well put together, but at least offensively, they've never been stacked. So for me, I'm like, well, yeah, we got an injury to Amari Cooper. and Well, they were. Well, they were is stacked. he still injured, actually? I believe he's still injured. Or is he not on that team? I mean, not Amari Cooper. Um, um, who the hell am I thinking of? Josh Gordon. Oh, last I heard... He checked himself in the rehab. He hasn't been playing for them for a minute. Well, yeah, so they don't have him. I know they're, I know they're rocking with just uh, Edelman, Gronk. I don't, I don't even know who else they have. So me looking at that versus looking at before, I never thought the receiving core was that strong anyway. And I guess I hadn't well, been their posted. System. I hadn't been staying posted on the team composition either. Were you saying that they've always been like that? No, 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 not they've always been like that. But for me, I'm saying me thinking that they still have veteran legendary veteran legend quarterback Tom Brady, and though they are weak and they have holes right now, they were able to make this happen other seasons, and they never were stacked. And well, that's what I'm trying to correct you on is that they weren't stacked for the the common offense that casual fans like to see running backs wide receivers tight ends gaining yards they were stacked with an O-line for a good decade they had the best O-line in the NFL that's how they were stacked they might not have had 
a lot of money in their receiving core or in their running backs. They had it in their O-line. And that's what made people like you think they're not that good of a team. That's why they were so good. Because when they, you have an O-line that had been together for like 10 years and they were the entire line was all pro. It was a completely all pro offensive line. Yeah. That's what made it to where whatever running back they put in worked. Whatever receivers they put in worked. Because that line made everything work. That's not what they have now. Now they have what you're saying is, okay, they've always had like an average receiving core, average running backs. Yeah, but they used to have an amazing offensive line. Now they have those things with yeah. an average offensive line. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So now they have a strong base. It was like, not to, once again, not to take away credit from number 12. But it made his job a lot easier. It made it a lot easier for him to stand back there and be the the surgeon that he is when it comes to playing the quarterback position. It made it a lot easier. Now, that shit is hard. Not to say that he's not one of the best at making reads, but his reads have to be 100% fast every time. Mm-hmm. He has that to have the feet. Tough. The, the perfect reads every time. He has to uses what athleticism he has left at the age of 40. He has to use it to get some open throwing lanes. He kind of has to shuffle around the pocket way more now. Like, yeah, he'd have to do a little bit of sliding before. He actually has to, like, sprint to the outside sometimes now. And and with Aaron Donald and, and Donovan Sue, he's going he's gonna to be busy. Yeah, that's going to be, be busy. Gonna be some work right there they're going to push him outside. That's exactly right. And what I see them doing, what I would do, is force him outside. That's what's always worked. And to, to that point, so what I've pointed out to you and anyone else who would listen, Wade Phillips is the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Wade Phillips knows how to beat Tom Brady. He knows the formula, and he's built a defense that kind of works for that. And you said, did you say he's some like he's three and zero against Tom Brady? I think he's four and zero in the last wow. in the last meetings. And he has the he has the tools to to put together the formula. You gotta push Brady off his spot, off his mark. If you let him stand in the pocket, he will carve you up. If you force him out. It at least gives you a chance for him to not make a play. Well, that is a big difference maker because the moment you can take Tom Brady off the team, Patriots slow down a lot. <laughs> hey, I guess we'll see. And then when it comes to a shootout, the Rams have shown that they're the, they're the number one team. They're the number one team for a shootout. Yeah. It's like, let's go, because their defense is good. It's hard to hold up in, a, in, a, in a, an offensive game and just go score for score. It's hard to go score for score when there's a team that their defense is good. Although, those Saints look like they're about to... Yeah, we'll see. Once again, the better team doesn't always win the game. 
we kind of all know that the Saints were the better team. <laughs> Goddamn those refs. <laughs> the Saints were kind of destined to be the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, they were kind of annoyingly beating their way in. Yeah. Because even if you didn't want to focus on them, they were racking up those dubs. Yeah. It was, I was really excited for a Saints-Patriots yeah. Super Bowl, but that all ended with a blown call. But so, yeah, that's, that's football-wise. I know we had made some bets. We did. On, uh, Who was going to take the seasons? Who was going to make the divisions? Yeah, but we'd have to go back and look, and I feel like by that time you're going to leave, yeah. you'll be leaving in the next two days, so... Oh, you're right. So, yeah, I'm not going to get a chance to collect. But on the flip side, if you were right, you're not going to get a chance to collect I don't either. think I was right about any of them. Because I know I had Steelers. And for for one of those, like... Well, I, I had the Bengals. And the AFC North. Did they? They obviously didn't. They were the worst team in... Oh, yeah, you're right, right, right. <laughs> um, Basketball-wise, we still... I don't know if we, did we make any picks or anything for that? No, we didn't make picks. Oh, okay, because I definitely wouldn't remember those. Definitely. But, you know, that, that season is still enduring. Mm-hmm. It's the thing. Basketball seasons are just so, so long. damn long. High drama, though. Pretty high drama. Kind of, but it's like, it's all filler. It's like yeah. watching anime. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a lot of filler to build up to the big moments, and it makes the big moments good. When you get to them, but sometimes it's like, come on, this is a lot of filler. Good lord. Just get to the get to the storylines, please. Um Oh, you mentioned R. Kelly. What 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 did you have to say about R. Kelly? I I mentioned it and then I kinda want to get off of it because I'm still here's what I'll say, right? I can't I can't defend him obviously. I wouldn't. Um but I just I can't be impartial like other people and act like the music wasn't good. I can't. Cuz I feel like I hear a lot of people on Twitter and they're like I never liked his music. And I'm like Oh, I can't say that. No, yeah, I can't vibe with that. Um, I respect everyone's taste, maybe it wasn't for you, but I feel like some of y'all are being a little wishy-washy being like, yeah. Well, yeah, I I was saying um, R. Kelly is the most talented cult leader of all time. Yeah, yeah. By no he means... He wrote Trapped in the Closet. Like... That's a piece... That's a masterpiece. Masterpiece. Um, <laughs> just good stuff, man. Good. Even if you... if All the music. Let's... We're not going to go down the list because it's quite the it's list. a long list. But take all the music off the table. You still got trapped in the closet. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever been done like that. That's... You... You earn legend status just from that. Not to mention, you know, despite how you may feel about it, he wrote for Michael Jackson, man. <laughs> Give this man his respect. Now, he's pretty rapey, though. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely. pretty rapey. 
But that's that's you just know. That's not you know. <laughs> I never want that. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I never really, yeah, that I never really gave a fuck <laughs> about being friends with them. Yeah. Like, I just thought the songs were good. Good music, music. Yeah, the thing about that though is uh, all the people who worked with him since, like that video that came out of him peeing on that girl. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Cause a lot of people worked with him. That's why I feel like a lot of people were quiet. Cause it's like, eh, I feel like it, I can't bring attention to it because then it makes me look weird. Was that was that his strategy? Get more collabs? More Maybe it up? was. That was probably part of it. Just align yourself with other people who aren't known for raping. That's a pretty dark strategy. You got me, you're kind of out of yourself. You got to put a damper on your image. So now he goes, well... It's crazy, though. They still can't pin him. They can't pin him. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. He's the Ted Bundy of... of of getting away with raping. Yeah. He's the Ted Bundy of celebrity pedophiles? Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh... I feel like or is Bill Cosby? From what I've heard, it'd be R. Kelly. Wait, wait. He can't be the Ted Bundy of celebrity pedophiles. Ted Bundy is the Ted Bundy of celebrity pedophiles. Well, <laughs> yeah, you kind of right. <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like, wait a second. It's because of that whole that docu-series, yeah, man. Ted Bundy it's series. so good. It's so good it's so that grippy. I find myself comparing things to it. It's kind of weird, life. but yeah. And now I feel like, is this, is this just me? Have you experienced this at all? But I feel like now I'm watching TV and I'm looking at people. And I feel like I see a lot of people who look like him now. You're seeing them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't relate to that. Okay. Maybe I'm just bearing the <laughs> But yeah, now he fills in on the Kelly. Um, yeah, Oh, John Jones returned. There's that. Should we get? Should we? Oh yeah, I forgot. See, so many fights. There's too many to go through since the last time. Like, okay, Max Holloway pieced up Ryan Ortega. <laughs> Damn, I thought we I thought we got to talk about that. Yeah, nah, we no, no, that wasn't that was in December. Yeah. Then after that, that's a spoiler. If you didn't see it, he bombed on that man yeah. for four four rounds. Yep. Damn. Um. Right after that, John Jones handled uh handled Gustafson. Mm-hmm. We got double champion man Nunez. Oh yeah. She said boop boop boop. <laughs> Clean. Quite the upset. Cleaned her. Um, Did she? Just, oh yeah, she got. She got hit. She got hit. Um, oh, double champ Cejudo. Yeah, Cejudo. He also hit him with a boop, 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 yeah. boop, 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 boop. <laughs> That was quick. That was quick. Yeah, TJ's still taking that one pretty quick. And salty. he uh, he phoned it in for the record. Yeah, he phoned it so in. I'm gonna knock you out. It was one of the earliest phone-ins. It was one of the earliest, like, callings of how I'm going to win. Because he, he, called, it, he called it 
upon winning his last match. In the interview for his last match, he called that he was going to knock out TJ Dillashaw in the next one. That's pretty legendary. And he actually. never and he he stood so firm on that argument the whole never time. Should. Everyone never everyone tried to get him to back off. Mm-hmm. They they tried every interview. They're like, so you're really confident, huh? You you really believe you're gonna knock out TJ Dillashaw? They were trying to get him back out, and he was like, I'm so serious with it. Yes. I promise you, I'm not getting out. He, he, he every fiber of him believed it, and then he, you know what he was saying? like, please stop. believe me. He was he was warning everyone, and then he did it, and then TJ took it horribly. TJ's still taking it horribly. He's very salty. Well, Which I can see. I can see. I mean, it has to hurt when you train as hard as he does. Yeah. Like when you lose and you didn't train, you're really sad because you're like, man, I should have trained. And but it's gotta be but when you position. trained super hard and you were like, there's no way I, I covered every base. It's got to be tough, though, because I, I imagine with such high like self-belief and confidence, when you're coming in like, well, yeah, no, I got this. I've, well, because the thing about the hours of, okay, if he does this, then I'll do this. I, I've, having just a plan for everything that could possibly happen. And then getting knocked out so fast that you didn't get to... You didn't get to go any of the scenarios. Any of those. None scenarios. of the scenarios that you planned for got to happen. Because you got knocked out right away. Yeah. I can understand the salt. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's had, having no problem just say, oh yeah, it's a fluke. That's a fluke. He, he's, he's, he's playing you on it. It's funny because he says credit... To Henry Cejudo, but it's a fluke, <laughs> which is instantly taking yeah. credit away. But Henry Cejudo is living his best life now because I don't know if you heard about this. He's supposedly supposed to be going on a date with Nikki Bella. Yeah. Wow. He's just he's calling whatever he wants and getting it now. Hey, good for you. Because he apparently he, he he shot his shot in an interview or something. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'll do that. I'll go on a date with you. <laughs> so he's just... Now that's a fluke. <laughs> uh, he must have a Dragon Balls or something. He must be just throwing all his wishes out. Is it... Like, I'm trying to be a champ. Did he sign, <laughs> sign a Illuminati contract? Is that what this is? is he, he's in the UFC Illuminati. He's in the UFC Illuminati. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of people sleeping on me. That's how he talks, too. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and sign the contract. <laughs> but they're still sleeping on him, though? Yeah, it's pretty dirty. <laughs> I wasn't in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get you awareness, but we can't get you a lot of other stuff. Yeah, apparently, they're supposed to have a wine date. So there's going to be alcohol involved. Inhibitions will be... <laughs> be lost. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good for you, Henry. Maybe he's going to fight John Cena next. I'd definitely pay to see that fight. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, on one hand, he's one of the greatest martial artists in the world. Mm-hmm. He's an Olympic gold medalist when it comes to wrestling. But John Cena's strong as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he might be able to level the playing fields based off he's over 100 pounds bigger. Yeah. And I he's very I strong. He's super strong, dude. <laughs> Like he might be able to just uh, squeeze him. Uh, you know, Ooh. he might be able to just throw him. 
I mean, didn't really didn't, far. Didn't Demetrius Johnson knock him out the first time? Knock Henry out the first time with body shots. Yeah, with body shots. No. Yeah. Knees to the body, but I feel like John could probably just throw him. Yeah, like I mean, decently far to where he's gonna he's get hurt. Strong. Yeah, I feel like one hundred and fifty pounds. We want to say. Yeah. So who that was probably walking around one fifty. Mm, something like he's that. Pretty thick. He's pretty yeah. big dude. Maybe 150, 160 at the most. Yeah. John Cena is about 255. Yeah. John Cena goes like 250. I think he could throw him. I think he's tossing him. He, he, man, he's so strong. He is. He's, I'm, he, I'm, yeah, I'm paying to see it. Yeah, I, I definitely pay to see that. But yeah, good for him. He's sliding in on Nikki Bella. <laughs> yeah. I'm always happy when the underdogs slide in and they're guilty <laughs> one. Yeah, wow, we're already at an hour. Yeah. Almost. Fifty six minutes. You think um You think we might be able to go for like a two part episode somehow? Um no. I don't think that. Yeah, I know it's I know it's your last episode and it would be very cool for you to go out on a double episode, but I don't have time for that. Alright. Yeah, I have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we could talk about wrestling. Actually, I think, yeah, I think that's deserved. Yeah. So, but what, do you think... Go ahead. <laughs> what wrestling-wise are you... Well, I know the first thing that came to my talk mind. About? Yeah, that's why I want, I want to hear what's the first thing that came to your mind. The moment you say wrestling, I thought of Cody Rhodes. You know what I thought of? I thought of Cody Rhodes... AEW. Holy wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wrestling. definitely what I was thinking about. Um, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. I, like, I know I'll be there. Considering when we're recording this, Royal Rumble just happened. Yeah. And you would <laughs> expect <laughs> us to be talking about Royal Rumble. And uh, it was great. And I'm, I'm going to get to that. But I'm really excited for all the elite wrestling. Lining <laughs> up. Pretty exciting. I'm a WCW fan. Mm-hmm. Every, like everyone who knows me I always tell them I started out I'm, I didn't take the usual path most people are WWE fans first I was a WCW fan first and I just transitioned through the Monday Night Wars into being a WWE fan but the way All Elite Wrestling is coming together I feel like they are going to be able to give the WWE the same challenge that WCW gave them yeah, I definitely can see it. Because um, they feel what it. they've already grabbed is my attention. So now I'm... Um, and there's a lot of... I'm going to try and watch Parallels. You know? Backed by, like, the financial backing by a billionaire. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes being, like, a... One of the head bookers. Yeah. Dust, uh, Dusty was one of the bookers. WCW, so it's kind of you know it's kind of parallel a little it's bit. The second coming. Possibly. I think they might be bringing in the NWA Championship too. I've heard rumors that they might bring in they bring back the NWA World that. Heavyweight Championship. I'm all for that. Yeah, that's a lot of history. Does WWE have any claim over stuff like that? No. No. Okay. Because no. I feel like they must have though, because the NWA Championship was in game was in one of the games. No, that was the AWA. 
Wasn't the NWA. Are you sure? I feel like I'm wasn't looking the NWA. in one of those games. If you know anything about that guy, just go ahead and comment that down below. <laughs> they don't have they they own the, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Not NWA. Okay. Definitely all for it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the possibilities of, of the of the guy, the talent that they might get. Yes. Like this is another thing that hasn't happened really since WCW, where it's like, okay, there is another legitimate company out there for guys to make money with and and have a completely different direction of character. There's a legitimate threat to WWE's talent. I think. AEW will be a pretty nice spot for guys who aren't really getting booked. Who aren't really getting what they want. They're not getting paid that much. They're not getting booked the way they want to. AEW might be the spot to go and they can you know, capitalize. Hit reset. Yeah. Someone like Zack Ryder, per se, who's a good worker. He is. And is doomed to always be Zack Ryder Just in the WWE. Zack Ryder, yeah. Why wouldn't he go to AEW? Someone like Dolph Ziggler? Ooh. Now that's a good one. That's one I'm really hoping for. A lot, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of possibilities there. Just Dolph Ziggler coming over. So that's going to be... That's when you're planning to come back, right? Oh, yeah. Their first show is going to be at MGM Grand. And uh, we'll do a special episode, a Return of Wet Legs episode for that. Return of Wet Legs. But aside from that, because they haven't had a show yet, so everything is just speculation when it comes to All Elite. But Royal Rumble, go. Royal Rumble, let's see. Expectations surprisingly weren't that high. I, I didn't know if WWE was going to make me happy at all. But um, let's do. Like, I'm not, I don't know if I can do the full order because my mind. But Oscar, Becky Lynch, I enjoyed myself. Good match. Good yeah, match. Really good match. Good story and two good in ring workers right there. They, they gave me what I wanted. That's what I want out of the women's uh, division. Just keep on putting out the heat, please. Um, also happy with the decision for Oscar to keep her belt. I like that. That's cool. Um, because it felt like they were doing her a little dirty at first, you know. Store Street kind of didn't see too much from her for a little bit. So that's cool. Yeah, I definitely can't keep the order. I'm going to have to jump around a little bit here. Let's see. Women's Royal Rumble. Guess who comes back? Becky Lynch. Lana gets her leg snapped some, at some point in the show, I guess. And Becky was like, hey, she's injured. Why not let me go ahead and slide? And she pulls an a edge move. Didn't Edge do something like that? Not exactly, maybe, but in the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Time, yeah. So. Very edge-like move. And it's like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to slide in in her place. Why, why waste a spot? Slides in, wins the Royal Rumble, bang, bang, pow, pow. I love that. Um, jumping around again, because I can't remember the order that Well, long. I didn't expect you to give a rundown of every match. Oh, okay. What well, are your general, general thoughts? General, uh, great. Enjoyed myself. Good pay-per-view. Pretty good, like pretty good matches. I feel like I got what I wanted out of the matches this year. Um, good pay per view, and I, I like most of the results of the matches that that happened. Yeah, in my opinion, 
I thought that this was one of the first uh, pay-per-views that I really like whole wholly enjoyed, fully enjoyed. I had no feeling of being antsy or being bored and being like, let's get to the marquee matchups. I was more than content watching every single match. Like since they've been on the network, since the WWE network has been a thing, there haven't been really many pay-per-views like that for me personally to where I didn't feel like I wanted to skip something. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's now growing up when pay-per-views actually were pay-per-views that you had to order. I, I used to feel like that. I used to enjoy them. I used to... Every match I cared about. Every match I, I wanted to watch. Yeah. This was one of the first pay-per-views since that era for me. Since like the actual pay-per-view era that I've enjoyed the whole thing. I think what it was was pretty good use of talent. I like. I think I that was that was good. Some good pairings. Some good storytelling within the matches. Yeah, I think wrestling's headed in a very positive direction. Yeah, because I do think because you know we've had our whole return Vince McMahon return. You know. Yeah. He's back in control. Uh, I think that might be a pretty good surge for them for a point where I kind of wasn't that interested. Um, so we got that and we got AEW so yeah wrestling uh, oh and NXT and NXT god that's been great if you didn't see TakeOver Phoenix I'd recommend you go see it I thought it was pretty good pretty slapping card they always do it up over there they're all about match quality like I feel like that's top things over there maybe you don't enjoy the storylines top match quality (laughs) what I will comment though about NXT is that it is a great product. It's a great show. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of... It's getting away from its purpose, which was developmental. Now, when you look at the like the people who were coming up through NXT now, they kind of were already good wrestlers when they got there. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Definitely. Like, I'm I'm very happy that they have the talent that they have in NXT because mm-hmm. it makes for a great show. But as a developmental company, <laughs> they're not really pushing their own yeah. guys as much anymore. Like when you look at Tommaso Ciampa, already established, Johnny Wrestling, already established, Ricochet, already established, Adam Cole, already established. All of their stars now aren't their guys. Yeah. It's not like how it was when it was, you know, like Tyler The guys Reeves. who were actually being groomed there yeah. being pushed up a lot slower. When it was and Bo Dallas and, you know, it was a good mix. Because you'd have your Bo Dallas, your Biggie Langstons, you know. Yeah. But then you'd have Neville and you'd have Sami Zayn. I hadn't, I hadn't fully thought about that. Like, I did know. Of course, I noticed it, but I'm saying I hadn't fully thought about it because it's like... One person I can think of off the top of my head, Alistair Black, that's their guy. That's, that's their guys. guy. They got Bronco Belair, Shannon Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but 
in the main but event you still picture. Got, you got Yoshirai. She's yeah, and their in their established. main event picture, it's not really like you yeah, know, you're right. It's not really their guys anymore. But I guess because the balance was supposed to be, oh yeah, we get these indie guys and they're good for the for the show for the show aspect because they're already established. Meanwhile, on the other end of the show, the other fifty percent is these are well. I mean, it's because the the guys who are already established, their purpose for being there is to get good at selling the WWE product, and not the Ring of Honor product or mm-hmm. the New Japan product, because a lot of yeah. them are coming from those shows. So it's like, okay, get you here, see how we like you as a WWE guy and what they've kind of been using that for when people come up is like but it's yeah, less than that I've been building when you come up yeah, a little but bit but no, yeah I really enjoy the show I really enjoy the product mm-hmm. I'm just it was just like an observation that you know they're <laughs> not exactly I feel like they're not developing as much or as as well as they were before because now they have all these really talented guys and they're like you know pushing them up yeah, so big, big things for wrestling. Big, big things. Yeah. Um, but as we wind down, I want I want to talk a little bit. Let's talk about you. About me. About us. About the podcast. Because this is, we're at yeah hour and nine now, so we gotta start wrapping it up. But what are your final comments? Final comments, man. Well, are you going to be one of those people who's like, well, now that I'm leaving, uh, fuck everybody. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, I'm a little bit more sentimental than that. Because uh, I, what I was thinking about was, I remember when you first approached me and you were like, man, I've been wondering who was going to be the co-host of Painfully Tight all this time. Like, I knew, uh, I knew I wanted to do this, but I didn't know who was going to be the co-host. But I considered it, and this should be you. And I was like, Oh wow! I didn't think I didn't think my presence was wanted on someone's podcast. I didn't think anyone wanted to hear me speak, but uh, I remember you saying that to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that. Why not? Why not? Basically, do what we normally do, but for the people here." And then you know, I kind of thought to now how it's you're about to you're kind of starting the process again. You got to find someone to fill my fill my spot a little bit. Just kind of thinking about that, you know, that whole journey. But um, no, it's definitely been fun. We've had some hilarious moments. Yeah, to been talk some, about on this some podcast. classic stories yeah. that we covered. Um, but that does bring me to something because I earned the moniker of wet legs, and I felt like you needed Mister Mister Wet Legs, Mister Wet Legs. And I feel like you needed to adapt one. I feel like you should have been given one as well. So, so is if, that your parting gift? Now you should. Uh, is your parting gift, Nick? You should hold a pole. Do you have one? Well, I was gonna. I was gonna leave it up to these three options and maybe tweet a poll like tomorrow, of um, a little light skin. Uh, okay, that's gonna be a no. Young waves. Mm. And um, let's see. What was the other one? Oh, J two smooth. I'm not liking any of these options. I didn't like A. I only like one of my yeah, options. I don't, I don't think they're going over. And I think it's up to the people to choose. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think. I think it's up to them to determine what which one's going to be your name. I don't, I don't feel like anyone's going to vote. 
any of those. You'll be surprised. I didn't think they were going to vote for any of mine either. Definitely didn't think it'd be wet legs. Okay, so there should have to be a minimum requirement of votes. Minimum requirement? Yeah. Mine only had like five votes on it. So. Ah, I feel like it was more than that. It was like nine or ten. It was a good amount. Mm, I'm willing to say seven or so. But yeah, so somewhere so around it, there. So it has to get the same amount of votes that yours got. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you still have to have that. a nickname. Yeah, but it just doesn't have to be those three. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, that seems fair. But yeah, great moments here on the podcast. Never ever found an intro or outro. Guess we never needed one, you know? Unless we have it like that. Guess not. That chemistry. Oh, you're about to sing me out, I feel like. Not singing you out. I feel like don't not get the out. Okay, idea. well, before you sing me out. Not singing you out. Let's, one last time, you let's out. plug the social media. Plug it up. So, you gotta give a strong social media plug. Yeah, because it won't be given another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take the chance. So, let's see. It. And you gotta make a count. You gotta make a count. You gotta really get people yeah. to follow you. Well, okay. So you don't just fade into obscurity now that so, you're not here. As far as my SoundCloud, I won't actually won't be posting music on there because I uh, somehow I don't know what SoundCloud's rules are, but I got locked out of my SoundCloud. I can't get back on there. Right. But I will be having a YouTube up where I'm going to be doing covers of the hottest hits of 2019. So stay posted on that. <laughs> and original music will be on that on that page. I haven't created that YouTube yet, so hopefully maybe painfully tight can link it on the page on the Twitter somewhere. But you can always get me on Twitter. At, uh, I'll, I'll link it whenever you make it. At all right. Yeah, whether that'll be like twenty twenty. No. Look, look for it. When are we looking for it? Within some weeks. Within all like right. a week or so. Okay. Um, at Twitter, Sean John ten ten ten. At Snapchat, uh, I mean on Snapchat, Sean C one fifty, and that that's where I'm gonna be. Okay. As you know, from me, on Twitter, at Javon underscore Kamanawai. And don't forget to follow. I know, hadn't tweeted in a long time, hadn't posted on Instagram in a long time, hadn't even made a damn podcast in a long time. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to go follow Painfully Tight on Twitter, at Painfully Tight on Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Subscribe to the Spotify. Because you know that's convenient. When you're in your car. You just plug it into the aux cord. There you go. You got me and wet legs in the archive. Mm-hmm. Talking you through your trip. Why wouldn't you want that? So go that's, ahead and get those subscriptions. That's a painful in. trip right there. <laughs> and uh, so you got something written for this? Um... Well, the thing about that is, if I have some written, it's in my phone, which is what we're recording on right now. So you're going to wrap it directly into the phone? Nah, what I'm going to do is, I'm about to wrap something from the heart. Oh, shit. Because I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure I have some written. That's why I say if. You said. Alright. Like, I thought I did, but I don't know if I ever did. I've been in the process of moving and other stuff, you know? You know, you've been moving too. <laughs> Lifting chests. Well, one items. last time, wrap us out. 
let's see. Painfully tight, you know it's been a good one. From birth to now, I've always been a hoodlum. Yeah, might leave you, but I love you. Don't never look under, look over the barriers they set. Yeah, I'm about to jet set to the A. New day. Painfully tight. Good day.